The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents First Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, principal at Top Sales Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. Well, first up, uh, Sarah Mahoney's story uh, about the Honest Company's Jessica Alba. Uh, Sarah sat down with Ms. Alba to talk about her new content strategy to reach moms. You know, um, the Honest Company was created back in 2012, and Jessica Alba created it mainly because she had small children, and she wanted uh, better-for-you baby household and beauty products um, to be put into the hands of other young moms, and she's, you know, really uh, done quite a an amazing job and um, she's the thing that's really been fueling her lately is her remembrance of how lonely pregnancy can be so just recently the company kicked off um, a 20 episode video series called I Never Expected and Jessica Alba calls it an unconventional love letter to mamas and um, she said that you know, she always wanted to create a holistic approach um, to women's lives around health and wellness and, and pregnancy being a key cornerstone of that. And she didn't want it to be lonely and confusing as it often is. And so with this campaign, she's really hoping that she can tackle some of those issues um, that affect all women as they go through pregnancy to let them know that they're, they're not alone. And this will be, uh, the series will represent women from across um, various socioeconomic backgrounds, people from different parts of the country and types, different family dynamics, single moms, military families, gay couples, um, all of that. And um, she's, um, she says in her own mind that she's just really excited to be able to, to bring this uh, kind of filmmaking to the masses. And while this is the first foray into filmmaking for The Honest Company, you know, Jessica Alba says that it may be something that she continues to do. She's kind of have to see how this turns out. So uh, look for that. I Never Expected is the name of the 20-episode video series by Jessica Alba and The Honest Company. Uh, and if you know a woman out there who's pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, you might want to refer her to that. Our first profile today is the Nicole Miller Networker, a woman in her late 40s to 50s, self-employed, running a small to mid-sized business. She does work full-time, and she has kids in high school and college. A woman who considers herself to be ambitious and motivated, wanting to get to the top of her career, and yet um, wanting to take advantage of a of, of full life, not just um, what work demands of her. She values high quality items and is open to trying new things and paying the best top dollar she has to for those quality goods. Where can you intersect with this woman? Well, she's reading uh, magazines like Entrepreneur, Money, um, 
in style better homes and gardens and people magazine so a wide array of publications there she's on uh, TLC Food Network HBO and HGTV as well um, my guest today uh, knows a lot about executive women and executives in general uh, Laura Berger is a member and columnist of the Forbes Coaching Council Psychology Today and Huffington Post and she's also a best-selling author uh, by day Laura Laura is um, the founder of Verdeo Group, which is an executive co coaching company empowering leaders, C-suite members, and teams to accelerate goal achievement. Um, she really works with C-suite members around influence, charisma, power, corporate politics, and decision making. And these are companies from all ranges of sizes, from startups to Fortune 500 companies. Um, you know, what really caught my attention uh, with Laura was a recent Forbes article that she wrote called The Rise of Women in Corporate Boardrooms. And if you listen to Purse Strings at all, you know uh, that I've been beating the drum on more representation at corporate boards. And um, Laura has an interesting take on why this is. She's actually saying that we see some positive indicators that things will be changing in that respect. And I'm excited to have Laura on the show to share her thoughts. So stick around. Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with nachoanalytics.com. Seriously? It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. 
email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. Today I'm talking to Laura Berger, member and columnist at Forbes Coaches Council, Psychology Today in Huffington Post, and also a best-selling author, if that wasn't enough. Uh, she's a certified executive coach and founder of Berdeo Group. Um, the Berdeo Group provides uh, lots of high-touch um, coaching engagements um, really around actively measuring and reporting value and coaching ROI, return on investment. She's a qualified practitioner of emotional intelligence and conversational intelligence. And Laura spent more than 20 years counseling leaders at enterprises that you would just know the name of, like Walt Disney World, um, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Volvo, publicist and so many, many more. And yes, she also keynotes uh, many an engagement and you will find um, lots of written things by her um, and she's won tons of accolades. I can't even like get through the intro Laura has so much. So, but just know she's here to talk about, um, you know, really how to help women rise in the corporate boardrooms because we have such a challenge. As you know, if you listen to purse strings at all, you know this is a drum that I beat often. So Laura, welcome to the show. So happy to have you here. Thank you, Maria. It's really wonderful to, to be here with you today and uh, with all the listeners uh, because this is an incredibly relevant topic. And uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to bring a, a lens of abundance versus scarcity, right? Because a lot of what's going on in the press is, oh, women are still here and not, you know, experiencing progress. And, and so I really want to kind of shift that lens and focus on abundance. Oh, I love your I love your approach because you know there's a lot to complain about, right? I we have so much to complain about when it comes to gender diversity in the workplace, but I love the fact that you want to talk about abundance. So with that, I have to say, please tell me we're making some gains, Laura. Are we making any gains? We are. We are. So, you know, I often meet with um you know, National Association of Corporate Directors, Women Corporate Directors, uh, and and the the talk within these organizations is we are making strides, and and it's a beautiful thing because you're starting to see a shift in the expectation of corporate governance. So so what what does that mean? Um, so first and foremost, it's it's really pushing at uh, money talks, right? So there's a lot of you know, a lot of glossy print that was going out there in terms of, you know, uh, board diversity and increasing board diversity. Yet what we're finding is institutional investors like BlackRock are saying, hey, this is what we're looking at now. Um, ISS is the Institutional Shareholder Services, and they basically are putting in measurements uh, in 2019 to look at gender and and really you know skills background ethnicity age uh, tenure all of those things because they're they're trying to hone in on diversity of thought right mm-hmm. as well so mm-hmm. different perspectives and and boards are beginning to show proxy statements showcasing the board's diversity so there's been a push uh, that's kind of hitting bottom line. Uh, that is creating a shift. 
Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to hear it. You know, I feel like I've heard the same statistics over and over again about the lack of women in, on boards, the lack of women in the C-suite, the lack of women in the legislature. You know, it, it's, it feels like those numbers rarely move. Um, and you wrote a piece for Forbes on the topic, the rise of women in corporate boardrooms. Um, who do you point to as responsible for some of those positive shifts you were just describing? Well, I, I think it again goes back to the Black Rocks of the world and ISS putting some governance in place to, you know, put these companies' uh, feet to the fire, so to speak. Uh, and, and also, it, it, it changes in perception. You know, the, the old behavior is, oh, we don't need a woman director because we're not in a consumer-facing company. And, and these are comments that were coming from mm. a boardroom. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the new behavior is truly nearly a third of uh, the global S&P 500 now include three or more women on their boards. So so the ratio is increasing. Uh, you're, you're still seeing the, the solo female on on boards. Yes. And and you are also beginning to, you know, I've had conversations where I'm on the phone with a director and the chair, the chair is a chairwoman mm -hmm. of the board. So mm -hmm. this is new behavior. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, in fact, I'm a member of a board where the chair, the chair is a chairwoman, and it's uh, it's it's a refreshing difference. I'll just have to say, um, you know, it, I often talk about marketing to women. Of course, that's what Purse Strings is all about: marketing to women and empowerment of women, women topics. And I have seen positive momentum in some industries and yet other industries tend to, to be laggards. Um, mm -hmm. Where are mm -hmm. you seeing the most positive momentum if you could point out certain industries or verticals that you think maybe are sure. on the leading edge of this and maybe others that have a bit longer way to go? Yeah, so I work with a lot of healthcare companies and a lot of chief medical officers and there's definitely uh, that is healthcare as an industry is on the forefront of, mm -hmm. of uh, gender diversity. Uh, not only is that something that I've, I've experienced personally is also uh, McKinsey just came out with a study in 2018 and they were really looking at it through industry and healthcare uh, at an entry level, it's 74% are women and at the C-suite level, it's 34%. So, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, 50%, but it's 34%. And, and a lot of companies are, are shooting for that 30%. So mm -hmm. healthcare is definitely up there. Uh, media and entertainment, again, this is coming from McKinsey studies, uh, 29%. And in retail, it's 29%. The, the companies that are, or the industries that are lagging are in the transportation industry. They have 14% in the C-suite. Um, IT and telecom are still lagging at 11 and uh, the food and beverage distribution is also lagging at 9%. So, hmm. Hmm. You know, it's interesting that media and entertainment's at 29%, especially considering mm -hmm. the industry that's been under so much fire. Yeah. Have you seen that increase tick up recently in the last couple of years as a result of all the attention that's been shown on it? I, I cannot speak to that. I, I don't know when that uptick occurred. Mm -hmm. um, I can say that uh, these results have been between 2015 and 2018. Okay. So, so that, yeah, that's the, uh, mm -hmm. that's the reference to it. 
Yeah, well, and that would make sense. You know, I, I would have to imagine that there is a more of a concerted effort in that industry, maybe than any other industry, considering that it's been under fire. <laughs> yeah. And who knows, like in the next 18 to 24 months, hopefully that 29% becomes like more like 40%. Wouldn't that be amazing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, even with these percentages, which are relatively high, you know, with healthcare at 30%, do you feel like we're making enough progress to really make an impact? I do. And, and I, I, I feel that uh, there are, you know, organizations, so companies that are really not just talking the talk and walking it now and are aligning themselves with uh, Paradigm for Parity is a good example of that. Um, the Corporate Breakfast of Champions, um, that's a, it's done through International Women's Forum, of which I'm a member, and uh, the New York Forum every other year hosts Breakfast Corporate of Champions, which is honoring companies that have 30% or more women represented. And so, you know, these, these, uh, these CEOs and, and, directors are, are signing up and saying, yes, we are really going to do something about it. And Sodexo, who happens to be involved with Paradigm for Parity, I mean, they, they basically really put it out there in terms of they were struggling to get managers to really buy into diversity initiatives worldwide. And so what they decided to do is they said, hey, we need to we need to look at results here. So, you know, how are business units that have different proportions of women to men in management performing, right, on, 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 on a spectrum of, of, uh, of financial and non-financial metrics, right? And what they discovered is business units with a higher concentration of women in management, like 40 to 60%, performed better. So then they said, well, this is what we have to do. We're going to set a goal that 40% of senior leaders will be women by 2025. And this is a kicker. 10% of their annual bonus is contingent on it, mm. on it happening. Right. So again, <laughs> it, it, comes, yeah. it, it comes down to you got to kind of stick it where, you know, it's mm -hmm. really going to have an impact. Yeah, and many talks, right? In more ways than one. Yeah. Um, and yet, speaking of money talking, I, there, there are still companies that continue to ignore the vast data that's out there that shows that a more diverse and upwardly mobile female workforce really does impact the bottom line very positively, much more positively than when there's not diversity in place. What is keeping companies from ignoring that data? Or, I mean, I have to imagine they know the data, they've just chosen to not act on the data. So, so let me understand your question. What is keeping companies from ignoring it? No, no. Or, I mean, I, I think they are ignoring it. I have, I, I, I'm, I'm stating what I believe to be true, maybe not, that companies know, based on the data that's out there, that having a diverse and upwardly mobile female workforce increases the bottom right. line, and yet they're choosing not to really diversify their workforce. So what is keeping them from doing that? When the data clearly shows there's this coalition between diversity and, and, and a more profitable bottom line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, what I would say about that is, you know, you're looking at um, three factors. You're looking at perception, position, and pipeline. And so in moving an executive member 
to serve on a public company board, if you look at it from position, it's been often seen as, well, you need to have served as a CEO mm-hmm. of a company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that brings us to pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. And the pipeline is just not there. So that, that again, is, is shifting uh, in terms of perception because a lot of companies uh, are starting to bring people onto boards that have not served as CEO. I mean, look at all of these incredible startups that, you know, mm-hmm. just exploded. You know, they weren't exactly CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. You know, they were just kind of, uh, you know, the Bill Gates of the world in their garage and like putting something together and coming up with it. So, so these, there's still this mindset that, it, and you know, it's behavior. I do, that's, that's my whole focus is behavior change when I'm working with clients on leadership. It takes time for behaviors to shift. And I believe that the impetus of what I've shared with you just, you know, in the last 10 minutes is definitely a catalyst to help shift behavior. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, look at government. Government is getting involved. And that, that quite frankly, is, you know, it's a very touchy subject because some people are of the attitude government shouldn't be getting involved in corporate governance and, and look at the state of California, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the law was signed in uh, that uh, it's a minimum of two female directors if the company has five and three uh, if the company has seven. And that's, that's by 2021. The, they have to have one by the end of 2019. So, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's an imperative. Mm-hmm. And New Jersey just put a new bill in, into legislation uh, that would also require many public companies uh, to have at least three women on their boards in 2021. So, so there's, there's some, you know, hard, uh, I don't know, a hard, you know, concrete being put in place to help, to help, uh, to help move the dial. Yeah. Yeah, and those are And I huge. think it's necessary, quite fr- frankly. I well, do. I personally yeah. think it's necessary. I, I think so, too. Um, if we just leave it up to companies to come to this on their own, um, it's going to take a much longer amount of time, right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. we, I mean, women entered the workforce in the 70s on mass and, and fast forward and here we are today. <laughs> we haven't, while we've come a long way, we haven't come a long way, right? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um Laura, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I would like to um, hear your thoughts on what companies you think are really innovating. You've mentioned a few companies, but which ones you think are really um, knocking it out of the park and and showing that Mm -hmm. commitment on their own and not because uh, they're in Mm -hmm. a state that's asking them to do so. So uh, Laura Berger returns when Purse Strings returns after the break. First Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. All right, guys. I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte. You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay. Let us help you grow your business. 
Bailey. So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. And winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back. I've been talking today with Laura Berger. Laura is a certified executive coach and founder of Berdeo Group. Um, she executive coaches leaders, C-suite members, and teams to accelerate goal achievement. Uh, Laura is in South Florida where she works with organizations worldwide of all sizes from startups to Fortune 500s. And you've probably seen her work in Forbes Coaches Council, Psychology Today, and Huffington Post. Um, We've been talking about women on boards. Um, her piece in Forbes was called The Rise of Women in Corporate Boardrooms. Uh, a, whole, a whole article on this topic. And Laura, I love that you come at this from uh, a positive standpoint that we are making some shifts in the direction of seeing more women on corporate boards. You know, there's the old adage that one woman isn't great, two women's better, but three's really where we need to be. And right before the break, you were talking about uh, some states that have really gotten involved and made these mandates of seeing uh, public companies putting three women on boards um, by a certain year, California and New Jersey. Uh, but there are some companies out there that are innovating all on their own. And I think listeners today would love to know who they are because I think they'd like to put their money behind those companies um, and help sure. support them, right? Reward them for uh, those actions. Which ones do you feel um, have really stepped up to the plate and, and done what they need to do in this area? Sure. So I am going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to reference the Dexo again. And uh, I, I think it's interesting because I, I went to, uh, I went to an all-women's college for undergrad, and Sodexo was uh, responsible for our dining hall service. Uh, 
And so it's awesome <laughs> because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking Sodexo is doing so much in terms, well, first of all, they're um, chairwoman of Sodexo's board. They're 54% women that are now on the board of, on the board of directors. And, you know, and 55% of their employees, uh, and I think their employees are almost 500,000, if I'm not mistaken, like 460,000 employees, 55% uh, of those are women. So, you know, now, now we're, we're, we're seeing shifts in, in terms of, you know, getting uh, women executives in that pipeline, moving them up to 54% that are actually board members. I mean, that's, that to me is incredible. And I just think it's kind of, Interesting that here I went to an all-women's college and, and we were using Sodexo, you know, I'm going to not put my, my age out there, but it was a long, long, long time ago. So. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. That's not relevant. Yeah, we, won't, we won't get into that. Um, I, I, I would also, uh, Salesforce. I mean, if you have not heard what Salesforce has done in terms of gender equality, uh, that's phenomenal. So the, the story behind that is the, the CHRO went to the CEO and said, look, I think we have a problem here. And he's like, I don't think we have a problem, which is, which is a very common thing. Oh, we really, we really are paying people equally. And she said to him, well, look, if, if I'm going to go in and investigate this, are you committed to actually doing something about it? Mm. And he said, okay, well, go ahead. And he really didn't think something was going to come back, right? Well, lo and behold, that's what happened. And, and since then, you know, they have been, they have uh, been recalibrating salary uh, since that research came out and they have to continue to do that because they're acquiring other companies, which impacts their payroll. And then, so they've got to go through an equalization process and this is costing Salesforce millions of dollars. And guess what? Salesforce is also a member of Paradigm for Parity. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, and then I would say Disney, and I'm actually a shareholder of Disney, uh, and I, I mean, I just love, it, it is the happiest place on earth in my mind. So <laughs> I just you love are to correct. Disney. <laughs> and, you know, they, they, have, uh, they have excellent representation of, of women on their board, um, four of them. Uh, I, believe, I believe there's nine board members. Uh, at Disney right now, and four of them are um, are women, of which you know came si since 2015. So again, you're seeing uh, you're seeing an increase and in an uptick. You know, they brought uh, Maria. Oh, I'm forgetting her name. They they brought her. I knew it was Maria because your name's Maria. <laughs> they brought her in in 2015. They brought um, Mary Barra. And in 2017, mm -hmm. who's amazing? Um, yeah, yeah, right. You know, and so they're they're continuing to increase their women on boards as well. So if you haven't gone to Disney and you're and you want to support companies that that are supporting this type of progress, um, I would suggest that you. You, you buy a ticket to Disney. <laughs> I would happily support Disney anyway, but I doubly will support them now. Yes, let's applaud them, mm -hmm. shall we? That's, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Well, um, you know, the other place that we are unfortunately still underrepresented is in Congress, right? And I think mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing an, an, a huge number, a, a, a number we've never seen before of women wanting to run for public office, everything down from your school board all the way up to President of the United States. And it's really been amazing to watch. But is there, in your opinion, a connection between women represented in politics and those represented within companies? Do they, 
do they ebb and flow at the same rate? Is that even something that you've tracked? Um, I'm just curious hmm. about that. Yeah, so I have not tracked that, and it is a very curious question. Uh, what I can surmise from it is, you know, ride the wave, right? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though it may have been the result of some really concerning uh, uh, social commentary, right? Where we are, where mm -hmm. we are, still take advantage of it, right? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah it it will be interesting i think as we see um i mean as we just look across the board whether it's women on represented on boards or women's issues being represented um in congress um or mm -hmm. on the state level or the numbers of women choosing to run for public office it's it's all to me interconnected and what we've seen is the more women that are represented at the highest levels whatever that is um, on at the table where they can decisions are made uh, then women's issues are better represented I mean I bet just mm -hmm. kind of goes hand in glove right sure yeah. yeah so what can women do to give themselves a leg up on boards uh, besides be a CEO <laughs> look at look at it through a lens of abundance and and don't get caught up in you know what's not happening because so from a from a neuroscience perspective when you're when you're focusing on what's not happening your cortisol levels are totally upregulated and that kind of puts you in a very closed space where uh, you're not able to even access your prefrontal cortex, which is where creative, you know, and cognitive and, uh, and co-creative experiences and strategic thinking happens. So, so the less that you as, as an individual can, can focus on what's not happening and move towards what is happening and what is possible, I would say that's the first and foremost, how you can like, you know, just adopt it, a mindset of, of abundance. Um, and, and I would also say, you know, I've had some conversations with women who uh, are looking to serve on, on, on a public company board and are a little hesitant about it because they would be the only female on the board. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not serving anyone. That's not serving them. And that's not serving mm -hmm. the, the greater uh, good of the community. And I, I would encourage, because I've had these conversations direct uh, with them. And I, I would encourage women that, you know, are thinking about going down that path to continue that path and, and take it on and kind of push through the the perceptions because some of the perceptions are reality mm -hmm. and and at the same time you know when you move into that role surround yourself with uh with a community that's going to support you because i'm not saying that that's going to be easy because it is difficult to be the only woman you know in the meeting sitting at the table absolutely yep. and yep. and i would say take it on absolutely mm -hmm. take it mm -hmm. on 
because somebody's got to, right? If we're going to make any progress. Um, mm -hmm. So somebody has to do it. Laura, thank you for your work out there. And I, I really appreciate you being on today. And I want to encourage anyone who's listening to go to Laura's website, Berdeo Group. I'm going to spell it for you. B-E-R-D-E-O-G-R-O-U-P. BerdeoGroup.com to learn more about Laura and what she's doing. And also sign up for her monthly e-newsletter. Laura, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're very welcome, Maria. It was, it was delightful. Thank you. Of course. And thank you to my producer. And join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.